Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing? I want to welcome you to the another to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen. Uh, this is where I give my unpopular opinion about sports. So Sunday we saw. First of all, it's hard doing a podcast on Wednesdays um, when NFL happened three and two, two to three days ago. You know, it's crazy. I got to bring some more pizzazz to the NFL spectrum, but we're going to do it. But we saw what the NFL is on Sunday. And I say that to say the NFL and the players and contracts and everything is like the flip of a coin. We saw Earl Thomas sit out or campaign for a new contract because he felt he outplayed his contract, his previous or for, you know former contract, which he did. He's one of the best safeties. He should be paid like one of the best safeties, if not the best safety. But. You know, he sat out training camp and he's been very vocal to the media and to everybody that he feels he deserves a new contract. And this is the same thing that Le'Veon Bell's doing, but Earl Thomas went back to his team week one. Because he he felt he owed it to his team. He wanted to show he was, you know, he was a team player and this, that, and third. And he's been balling too. He he's had couple of fump two interception games he's had some forced fumbles he, he's been he's been he's been balling he's been playing like the best safety in the league and last year he was coming off a leg injury so he wanted to prove to people that yeah he still has it and he he was proving to people but the problem is he got injured he broke his leg and the play, it was a freak play, too. He was coming across. He His leg came in contact with the opposing player for the Cardinals. And it didn't even look that serious until the carts came out. But And when I said we saw the NFL for what it is, it's, it's a flip of a coin. On one side, you had all the players. Oh, and Earl Thomas, of course, sent uh flipped off or sent the middle finger towards the Seahawks sideline. Now it wasn't towards any player. We all know it wasn't towards any player, it was towards the organization and towards Pete Carroll. So on one hand of a coin on one side of the coin you have all the players, you know, this is why Le'Veon Bell sits out. This is why Earl Thomas holds out. This is why we have holdouts year after year because we want to be compensated for what we do. That's why players hate being franchise tagged because after that, you know, there's no stability. If you get hurt, they can just release you. If you if you like Le'Veon Bell, and you have two hundred, I mean five hundred eighty-two touches in two in two years, a team and a team can just release you after after you know being franchise tagged. It's 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 crazy. Players want stability. And players want to be paid for what they deserve. This is what, like I said, this is what makes the NBA and NFL different. If a player like LeBron James, if a player like, I'm not going to say LeBron because he's like the pinnacle. 
if a player like Steph Curry, if a player like KD, if a player like Chris Paul, it said felt like they deserved more money because of the collective collective bargaining agreement, because of all that, they're going to get their money. It might not be exactly what they want, but it's going to be in that ballpark. NFL, you have to pray and call. It happened with uh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, he's the best defensive player in the league and arguably one of the best players in the league, and he even had to hold out. He even had a war between management with his contract. That's what happened with Khalil Mack. They, Khalil Mack, they sent him packing to Chicago. So, again, on one side, you know, we want the players to get paid. Players deserve to get paid. Players deserve to have long-term stability. Players deserve to have full, fully guaranteed contract. You know, players are going to, players and fans are going to be with the players. On the other side of that coin, you have the teams. I know the Seahawks are sitting there like, whoo, we dodged a bullet giving this man Earl Thomas a long-term contract because now he's quote-unquote injury prone. Again, like I said, this is the second year he hurt the same leg and now out for the season more than likely. So it, it's just, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's It's tough when... All parties are not together. The NFL is going to do what's best for the team. I believe the NBA does what's best for the player because they understand that the player brings on the profit. Nobody cares about, oh, man, did you see? I'm a, When you have a conversation with the average basketball fan, they don't go, oh, man, did you see the Celtics last night? Oh, man, did you see... The Lakers last night? No, what they'll what they'll usually say is, yo, did you see Kyrie last night? Did you see Jason Tatum? Did you see LeBron James? Did you see Stephen Curry? Did you see KD? They know that the players drive the profit. NFL, I believe they think that it's the team. And it's 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 just it sucks to see players like Earl Thomas get hurt and now it, it kind of vindicates why teams the team didn't pay him and it sucks when I have to watch the the Steelers week after week and one of their top three players isn't there due to the fact that he wants to, he, he feels he deserves stability. It's just it's it's crazy. The NFL there's a lot going on with the NFL right now, man. With the rough and the passer, with all these collective bar you know, these contract dispute it's just a lot going on. It's it's a lot going on. But there are some good things. Like Patrick Mahomes. Did you all see did you see that left hand pass? It Oh, by the way, this is a transition. <laughs> if you didn't know, this is a transition. But did you see that left hand pass, man? It... Patrick I was listening to Jalen Jacoby the podcast on ESPN and Bill Simmons was on the was on the show and he said something that was profound he compared Patrick Mahomes to Steph Curry when Steph Curry started to blow up as as Steph Steph Curry's always been a great shooter he's been, he was a great shooter in high school he's a great shooter at Davidson he's always been a great shooter but when Steph Curry really started his ascent 
the league was changing. The centers were starting to die out. The league started to adapt the the three-point shot. You saw that with Miami when LeBron James didn't want to play with anybody but shooters and D-Wade. And, and you saw that the league was changing. The league was uh, going up when it, in terms of shooters. And you see that now with the NFL. Now the NFL is more is more passer friendly. It protects the quarterback and the wide receiver a lot more than it does the defensive player. It's uh it's a pass happy team uh, pass happy uh league and it's changing. Seth Curry is the best we've ever seen do it when it comes to shooting threes and shooting period. And, and and for people that want to debate, just just stop. There's no debate. Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. No, it's not. It's not Ray Allen. It's not Larry Bird. It's Steph Curry. But as I continue, Patrick Mahomes. Not saying he's the greatest of all time, but Patrick Mahomes is benefiting not only off the NFL's a d- change of rules or change of style. He also has a good coach behind him. Steph Curry had Mark Jackson, who was defensive-oriented, as well as now he has Steve Kerr, offensive-oriented, and all in a, in a, in a shooting guru, because he was one of the best shooters the league has ever seen, Steve Kerr. Patrick Mahomes has Andy Reid, who is one of the best quarterback coaches and offensive coaches the league has ever seen. Patrick Mahomes, I, I don't know how long, I don't know if this is going to, how long this is going to last? I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to come crashing down. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know that Patrick Mahomes is something special. And, again, 14, inter- 14 touchdowns to zero interceptions. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't argue with the fact that Patrick Mahomes is a great, great player. I can't. I can't argue that, and I can't argue. And, and like I said, Bill Simmons said it perfectly, and it, and it really made me think. He is right now, right now, the Stephen Curry of the NFL. He is the quote unquote golden boy or golden child of the, of the NFL right now. He can do no wrong. He hasn't done any wrong. Patrick Mahomes, again, fourteen touchdowns to zero interceptions. He came, he came, started ascending when the league changed. So did Steph Curry. Patrick Mahomes dealt with having to come behind somebody. And Steph Curry did that a little bit with Monte Ellis. It's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just wild, man. It's wild how similar Patrick Mahomes' rise is, is compared to Steph Curry's rise. It's just it's crazy how similar that is, but speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk about Big Ben, man. I don't. Now, yes, we know that the Steelers are sort of hampered due to the fact that Le'Veon Bell's not there. But if you watched that Sunday night game, Big Ben. The first, all right, so Big Ben, the first half was looking decent. He was, okay, 
he might not have been making the best throws, but he was making throws. They were down, they would have been down 21-3, but they were down 14-3, roared back, or 14-0, roared back, tied the game at 14 at halftime. Coming out of the halftime, though, he was throwing wild interceptions. He was throwing, the, for one, the man tried to do a pump fake, and the ball just, like, I guess slipped out of his hand and hit the ground. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not here saying that Big Ben is done. I'm not here saying that at all. I'm. What I'm saying is we have to really look hard at the fact that we talk about the Steelers' defense always being the problem. You know, they they can't. Their their defense has always been the problem, especially with Shazier. Um, Ryan Shazier getting hurt and not and not being able to come back. We we've always talked about the Steelers defense being the problem, but now I really think now I'm really looking like maybe it's the offense too. May it, it, it might just be a whole team thing. Because if Big Ben can't get the ball to Juju Smith Schuster or Antonio Brown or that the Davis, the tight end or they can't find ways to get James Conner, who definitely is not Le'Veon Bell. I picked that man up in fantasy, man. He, he's been a disappointment since week one, but tomatoes, tomatoes. What I'm saying is we really have to start looking at the offense, and we really have to start looking at Big Ben. Big Ben tries to make plays, and there was one horrible interception, man, when it looked like he just threw it to the other team. Like, Le'Veon, I mean, I know A.B. was trying to uh, do a route, but when he threw it, it was like A, B, and four opponents around him. And I was like, "What are you? What are you doing, bro?" So I, I, I don't know, man. I'm really looking at Big Ben. Like, now I know he's had inconsistent games, and I know that he's usually bounced back from the games. But I'm starting to see more and more inconsistency from him, and. and Maybe it is because of Le'Veon Bell, but maybe it's also because he might just be declining. He might just be declining. And that doesn't bode well for the Steelers, who who have pride themselves on their offense being as great as it usually is. Not to mention, this more than likely is Le'Veon Bell's last year there. So that's 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 a weapon not only do you not have now, but you probably won't have in the future. So you have an aging Big Ben. You have A.B. who's still great, but you need someone to give him the ball as well as Juju Smith-Schuster. It's going to be it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. I, I don't again. I could just be I could just be like, oh, my gosh, who is he? Do they suck? But I, I don't know. Big Ben is he's looked bad when he's looked bad. He's looked bad. And when he's looked good, he's looked okay, but not not. It's, I don't know. I looked at that. I looked at that performance on Sunday Night Football, and I was like, mm, 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 "This is terrible." Was it Sunday night or Monday night? It was one of them two, but it was a night game, and he just looked terrible. He looked, he looked like he, he coming out of halftime. He looked like he just didn't have it anymore. But he didn't look as bad as Eli Manning looks. 
I've been saying this time and time again, man. Eli Manning is done. Odell Beckham came out a few days, uh, I believe Monday, and said that, or Tuesday, and said the offense shouldn't shouldn't be this hard, but it is. Because when you have a quarterback who can't get out the pocket, who has late reads now, who seems seemingly can't throw the deep ball anymore, and you you combine that with probably the most the worst offensive line in the league, you're gonna get what the New York is. You're gonna get the New York Giants. Have a great great running back in Saquon or a potential great running back in Saquon Barkley. You have a great wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr. You have a good wide receiver in Sterling Shepard. You have a good tight end in Ingram, but then yet you can't get you can't get to those weapons because you have a quarterback who is cooked. And you have an offensive line who is the worst offensive line in the league. That's that's not even debatable at this point. That offensive line is horrible. So I don't, I don't, I don't see. I don't, I don't know where they go from here. I, I was, I told people off wax that they should have drafted a quarterback. If they're not going to draft a quarterback, round one or two, at least draft a quarterback in the later rounds, man. And they didn't even do that. And they thought Matt, Matt Solder, the offensive lineman, they thought he was going to rectify their problems. He didn't. And he hasn't. That's just one man. They still have flowers on the on the on the line. So it New York is done. I don't believe I don't think they're gonna make it to the playoffs. I don't think that they're going to I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna do much with uh, especially with Eli in the offensive line. They can't do much at all, and it's it's unfortunate when you have all the. It's kind of like it's it's to a, a worse extent of what the Steelers go through. You have all those weapons, you can't get to them. The difference is the Giants' defense is a lot better than the Steelers' defense. On paper, the Giants have a better team than the Steelers, but in actuality, they're kind of parallel, if you ask me. Especially right now. Especially right now. But I, I, I can't. I, I, I tried to tell people. I tried to tell people. They need a quarterback. Eli Manning is definitely not the future. The man is about to, is 40 soon. So, and it's not, not a Tom Brady 40. He's been getting hit. So, he's a 40-40. He's a old 40. His body is more like 48 right now. And and that's that's how it is, man. That's... That's just crazy. That's, that's that's New York, I guess. And and the the Jets aren't any better. Yes, they have Sam Darnold, who looks like the quarterback of the or you know the franchise quarterback of the future. But outside of him, they don't have anything anything else. Which is why I think they're going to make a huge run at Le'Veon Bell. But I mean, they don't have anything else. Their offensive line's trash. Wide receivers trash. Running backs trash, defense trash. It's and their their defense has always been a staple of consistently. No, it's trash. So I, New York as a whole, New York as a whole, when it comes to football, just needs to wrap it up for this year. And until Eli, until they get a better quarterback or a better offensive line, and until the Jets give Sam Darnold more to work with, New York needs to wrap it up for a while. As, as in terms of sports. 
Not sports. Oof. Not sports. As in terms of football. Because the Jets and the Giants aren't it. But what else, what else we want to talk about football-wise? Um, We can talk about Mr. Trubisky and the Bears. How they look they look legit, man. They look legit. I, their defense has always been legit. And especially adding Khalil Mack, who's looked like the defensive player of the year this year. It's, they look legit. It's it's always been a question of can is Mr. Trubisky can, can he be a, a franchise quarterback or could he be a starting quarterback? And there's been debates about it, and we really didn't see much last year. But if he continues what he did on Sunday, then the Bears are going to be good for a long time. The Bears they have weapons, they have the defense. And if they if 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 Mr. Trubisky is what we saw on Sunday, I think the man had, the man had or the team had 30, 35 points going into halftime. That that's high powered if I've ever seen. But on the other side, look, people people I've I got this couple of comments that they wanted to check. I do fantasy football. Uh, with a couple people, and it's not not for money or anything, but I, I I do it, and something told me I had either Russell Wilson. First of all, the number one quarterback that I usually always start is Cam Newton. They're on a bye week, and the pool of quarterbacks left. I had Russell Wilson, I had Jimmy G, but he can't play. Joe Flacco still available. I had options. I had Russell Wilson. But he's been struggling, along with the Seahawks have been struggling this whole year. I think this man only has like two or three touchdowns for the entire season. So I was like, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick is still available. Ah, but that, that I know they play the Bears defense, but hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzmagic has been balling. So let me pick him up. Oh, man. This man gave me three points and got benched for Jameis Winston. Who didn't fare any better? The but see, the Bucks are in a in a in a in a a weird place, but not a good weird. They have a they have Jameis Winston who's already came out. They've already come out and said he's starting next week. That James Winston, who can't get his act together off the field, and who hasn't really produced any wins on the field. You have Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, and he, he does this a lot. He's shown flashes of greatness, you know. Every every game before Sunday, he's thrown 400-plus yards. And he's just, I, I feel so... I feel so connected to the story because he made me lose. He made me lose in fantasy. But yeah, the Bucks are in a bad. The Bucks are a mess, man. They have Mike Evans. They have Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Jackson. I'm sorry, but and they have a they have a solid defense. Gerald McCoy. They have a solid defense, but. When you have a quarterback, when you have a quarterback pool of Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's so hot and cold, it's not even funny. 
and Jameis Winston, who's been more cold than hot, but he's been more hot off the field than cold. I don't know. The Bucks. I don't know. I don't know. I, now, I am 2-2 two and two in my fantasy. Thanks, Ryan. And the Bucks. The I, I mean, I know I don't get paid, and I know I don't. I mean, the fantasy is just fantasy football, but they're in a, they're in a tough spot, man. I don't know. They are in a tough spot as a team, as an organization. Can you trust James Winston, who has been who who's had more action off the field than on the field? Or can you can you trust Ryan Fitzpatrick, who the real Ryan Fitzpatrick we saw on Sunday? I tell you that, that's the real Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I don't I don't know. Oh, but did y'all <laughs> did y'all see that letter that Johnny Menzel did? For ESPN that he sent to uh that he um that he wrote for Baker Mayfield about how to handle the pressure and how to navigate you know transition from college to NFL and the mistakes you look, this is why I say it was corny as hell, bro, and so stupid. Baker Mayfield is better than Johnny Manziel. Baker Mayfield was better than Johnny Manziel in college, and he's better. He's already proven to be a better NFL quarterback than Johnny Manziel was, even though Baker Mayfield had some terrible turnovers on Sunday. He had four turnovers altogether himself, two interceptions and two forced fumbles, but it was his first start. But Baker Mayfield has already been proven better than Johnny Manziel. Now it's good to it's good to give help. You know, I I, I was I see hey you you, you sent out help. And you're trying to steer him on the right path, but that just feeds into the narrative that Johnny Menzel and Baker Mayfield are parallel, which is also crazy because Johnny Menzel is already and Baker Mayfield have already come out and say that they're two different players, which is true. Baker Mayfield is to me a way better passer and more accurate passer than Johnny Menzel. While Johnny Manziel might be more elusive, or, you know, yeah, elusive in the back. Elusive? Yeah, that's elusive. While he might be more elusive, Baker Mayfield ain't, ain't that far away from him. So, I don't know what the hell that man was talking about. Like, again, I understand that you want to help, but you then bring on the the comparisons that you or Baker didn't want. And, and to be honest with you, Baker is a way better quarterback in the NFL, at least, than you were. He's a way better quarterback altogether because he was better, to me, he was better in college. He's the most, he's one of the most, uh, he, I think he has the top, one of the top five highest player efficiency rating in college football history. Baker Mayfield gets it done. So when Johnny Manziel, I think Johnny Manziel, to me, did that because he, he sees that people are really starting to forget about him. The CFL is starting to forget about him. So he needed to do something. And I just thought it was corny as hell because Baker Mayfield is better than you. And he's already come out and said, along with Baker has already come out and said, you guys don't want to be compared because you guys are two different players. But then yet when you do something like that, how can you not compare? You know, it, it it's, it's crazy. Speaking of a little bit of college football, 
I don't I don't see who's beating Alabama. I don't see anybody that's beating Alabama. Oklahoma looks good with Kyler Murray. He looks he looks really good. And of course Georgia looks strong, but I don't see anybody beating Alabama. And Tua I'm not even gonna try his name. Quarterback. I don't see that's just a that's a machine. That's a machine, man. That is a machine. Yeah. I can't I don't know. That is it's tough. And and it's and you're starting to see there's been a lot now, I know it's, you know, only week like two or three of college football and there hasn't really too many marquee games outside of week one, but you even see the ratings are going down because people know, like, people know that nobody's touching Alabama. Alabama would have to beat themselves, which I don't see happening, especially say two has a bad game. You can put Jalen Hurts in there, who just so happened to lead Alabama to two national championships. They have one of the best defenses, if not the best defense, compared to, you know, someone like Clemson or something, who their defense hasn't even popped like it's, like we thought it would. So it's 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 crazy, but we're gonna we're gonna hold off we're gonna hold off on that just a little bit because that's gonna be I'm gonna bring it back up on a, in in a few seconds. Um, what else before we get to the unpopular topic of the day? Uh, the NBA is back. Fan, uh, we're in the preseason. I'm excited. I'm a big basketball fan, and there's some. Luca looks good, man. Luca has been look. Luca Luca Doncic has looked really good in this preseason. Now I know it's been one or two games, but he looks really good. DeAndre Ayton looks good, but I don't see him really produce, especially for the team he's on. I don't see him producing much wins for them, but he he looks good. Golden State looks good, even though they did lose their first game. That's starting. That's starting five, man. That's, Boston looks good. You can really tell Gordon Hayward is still, um, still, still iffy about his his ankle because he he looked a little sluggish. He looks like a player who hasn't played in a year, which he hasn't. But Boston's loaded. The NBA is back. LeBron James looks weird in a Lakers jersey, but it looks good. I don't know why he's bring he's trying to bring back the short shorts, but much power to him. He's the king. So I don't know, man. The NBA is back. It's in about fourteen days. The regular season starts. So I'm excited, man. Early standouts. Uh, early standouts, man. Luca looks Luca looks great for for Dallas, man. I, that's why I thought Atlanta should have picked him up over. Over um, Trey Young, I, I really thought they, they. He's already been proven to win. Now, yeah, Real Madrid uh, overseas isn't NBA, but he been he was playing against grown men at age sixteen and winning championships at age eighteen and nineteen. So, I thought they should have picked Luca because he's looking hella good. And I know it's just the preseason, but he looks poised, man. He looks poised, and as of right now, Kawhi Leonard looks good. Kawhi Leonard doesn't look like he's been injured. Kawhi Leonard looks like he old Kawhi. <laughs> and, and I've been telling, trying to tell people that do not sleep on Toronto as the best defensive team in the league. 
you have Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Serge Ibaka. Coming off the bench, you got OG Adenobi. You have, uh, what's the new name? Scal or something? Or Ski or whatever his name is. You have defenders, man. Norman Powell. So, just do not sleep on them being the best defensive team. Don't sleep on the Wizards. Uh, don't sleep on, I don't know about Milwaukee. You have one player and maybe Chris Middleton. And I don't know. Jimmy Butler still on the Timberwolves? I don't know how that's going to go. But the uh, reports come out that reports have come out saying that the Rockets are front runners to get him. I don't see how that's going to work. I don't see contract wise how that can work. They have to give up more of their defense and PJ Tucker in their offense and uh, Earl Earl. I mean Eric Gordon. But if they do get him, that's that's just another piece of the puzzle that could contend against Golden State. But I just don't. I, I wouldn't see enough. All the defense, especially giving up three of your top five defenders from a year ago. But they look good, especially last night. They look really good. Uh, Melo looks right at home, but Melo always looks good in preseason, you know, early regular season. So, NBA is back. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. There's a, there's a lot happening in the, in the fighting world. Boxing, you have... Uh, Tyson Fury and Dante Wilder is about to about to go at it. Dante Wilder uh, was supposed to fight, I think Anthony Johnson, but I, and I'm expect I, I'm excited to see that. I want to see that. I don't care. Dante Wilder is destroying people, but he's he's destroying people that shouldn't even be des- deserved to be in his weight class or his height class. The man is tall as hell, but I really want to see him fight on Anthony Johnson. That that would be a great fight. I think. Uh, an injury or or promotion or something stopped it from happening before, but you know he's fighting Tyson Fury, who I don't think stands a chance. And in the MMA side, you have Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor, and Khabib about to fight. I think Khabib got has that one. Um, last time we saw Conor in the in the NFC, I mean UFC, he didn't he lose? I know he lost last time we saw him fight. Period against. Floyd Mayweather, but didn't he lose? So, I think Connor talks a lot more than he produces. Not saying that the sport of the of the MMA don't need him or UFC doesn't need him, because he is he's box office. He he sells tickets, but yeah, I don't. I I think Khabib has this one. I really do. I think Khabib has it, and I, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's, it's gonna be a knockout, but I don't think it's gonna be close either. I think. I think it's going to be a good fight, but I there's been, there's been good fights that haven't been close, but I, and I think that's going to be one of them. Conor McGregor and uh, Khabib. And of course, October's here, so that means the playoffs for baseball, MLB. The Nationals aren't in it. Bryce Harper probably is leaving Washington. If you want to hear more if you want to hear me talk about that more, just go to my last episode. I, I did my unpopular opinion of the day or week was about that. But, yeah, it's there's a lot going on in sports right now, which is good. There's a lot going on and there's not a lot going on, which is good. Especially with NBA season starting is back. Uh, but the actual regular season going to start up in, in about two weeks. Um, NFL is rolling along. Patrick Mahomes is carrying that. There's a lot happening in the fighting world. College football, still college football. 
But with that being said, let's get to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. So earlier, I talked about college football and I talked about I talked about Alabama and how it doesn't look like any it doesn't look like anybody um, will beat them. Period. And when you look at the NFL, usually you have the Patriots. They always find a way to make it to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Golden State in the NBA. College basketball, you have... College basketball usually doesn't have a quote-unquote juggernaut team. They have blue bloods. But college basketball, when you talk to women, you have UConn and, and the field, pretty much. Um, so it, it, it brings me... People ask a lot is dynasties bad for NBA I mean bad for the for sports are the Alabamas are the the Golden States the old Bulls the Patriots are are they bad for sports no and I'll tell you why when you go into why do why do we like the underdogs in movies so much and I know I usually say movie references because I like movies. Who cares? But why do we always root for the underdogs in movies? Because we want to see them triumph. But they're also underdogs because there is a juggernaut or there is a huge obstacle in their way. You think you think we'd watch basketball if all twenty all thirty teams could win the NBA? I mean, win the championship? No. We don't. People people say that Kevin Durant's decision in Golden State forming this super, super team is destroyed the NBA. But yet, ratings show that the NBA is more popular than it's ever been. Ever been. And that's even with LeBron James in Miami or when Michael Jordan and the Bulls were playing. Or when when Kobe and the Lakers were three peat. Right now, the NBA is as popular as it's ever been. Same as the NFL. People want to see, people want to see people. People want to see teams take down dynasties. People want to see teams take down the the Patriots or take down. The Steelers when they were a dynasty. Or take down the Cowboys when they were winning championship out of championship with, with Troy Aikman and Emma Smith in them. People want to see teams take them down. But people also want to see dynasties. Because it's, it's fun. It's fun to root for a dynasty. It's fun to root against a dynasty. It's fun to root against Golden States. But then it's also fun to root for them. You see, people people say, ah, man, we want parity. 
but would you really watch if Orlando Magic played Phoenix Suns in, this, in the NBA, NBA championship? In fact, can you name me five Orlando Magics, Orlando Magic players? Can you name me five Brooklyn Net players? I'm all I'm what I'm saying is this. Sports needs sports needs dynasties. They need juggernauts. They need teams that are head and shoulders above the rest. They need that because without that parity would run rampant. And at the end of the day, nobody, I'm not going to say nobody, but people really don't want parity. Unless it's your team, people really don't want that. And if your team is not Golden State, people, people, people don't want, people will not want to go watch a, a Atlanta Hawk and Memphis Grizzlies NBA Finals. People just don't want to watch that. People wouldn't want to watch that. People wouldn't want to watch. Uh, people wouldn't want to watch a TCU and Oklahoma State college football uh, championship. It's and and it's funny when people say that dynasties hurt the sport than yet but yet you're the same pe dynasties not only help the sport but it helps other organizations it helps media because it gives you something to talk about it helps ticket sales because it gives you someone to watch or gives you a team to watch i think about it i was trying to go to of course for people that don't know i'm in the dc area dc maryland virginia area um I remember last year I was trying to buy tickets to go to a Wizards game. Uh, the game, the team, the game I was trying to go, I was trying to go to a couple actually, but one of the games I was trying to go to was I was trying to go see Golden State. What I was trying to go see Golden State and the Wizards play. Now. <laughs> If I wanted to get a ticket to go see Warriors, I mean Wizards against the Bucks, I remember that ticket was like fifty, fifty-five, fifty-six dollars, and that was for the nosebleeds, and that's on SeatGeek. But the nosebleeds, when I went to go try to get a ticket for Golden State and Wiz in the Wizards, was like two hundred and fifty dollars for the nosebleeds. So people, even ticket sales, and people know that this is who you want to see. You want to see dynasties. You want to see great teams go up against your your quote unquote favorite team if that's not your team. That's that's what you want to see. You wanna you wanna you wanna see greatness. You you think, and you think you think dynasties care if you don't want to see them or not. And I always thought this was funny when people was like, bro, why does Golden State keep trying to get all these people? Or why does, <laughs> why is, 
why does Alabama always have the best recruiting class? Because people want to play for dynasties. People want to win. You think? You think if if I know people's like like Damian Lillard always says stuff like, or he says stuff like, "I'm loyal. I would never jump ship." Uh, CJ McCollum said that too. I'm loyal. I would never jump ship or play for a championship team or play for a team like Golden State or, you know, band together like that. You think that that would change down the road when they haven't won anything? They haven't made it out the second round? Some some players that come out and said it hasn't even made it out the first round. Like dynasties, people well, people know that the best way to win is to is to play with good players. And why would you not play with the best players you can? Dynasties help the sport. I believe last year ratings were up on the college football playoffs. Because Alabama and Clemson were going back at it. Who were two dynasties? Well, not dynasties. One dynasty in, in Alabama and one up-and-comer in Clemson. But I think the projections were up like 115%. The Goldens, I mean, the, uh, while the finals this year were a little lower in ratings than previous years because... We we pretty much knew what the outcome was gonna be, but the Western Conference Finals was the most watched Western Conference Finals I believe in like twenty years, and that was against Golden State in Houston. Um, so the notion that dynasties are bad for leagues is 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 crazy to me. Hell, look at look at soccer. Look at Barcelona. Look at Real Madrid. Look at uh Juventus. Look at PSG. You think they can they they pay players 400, 500, 600 million dollars just to just to come one player just to come for their team. And they do this a lot. Barcelona always wins. Real Madrid always wins. Manchester United always wins. They they not they know that they look. If if Leo if Leo Messi, in fact, there's a, there was a report coming out saying that Leo Messi people were they was he was getting backlash because Argentina uh they they were blaming him for Argentina's lack of success in the. World Cup. Germany is a dynasty. Or until what happened this year when they lost, surprisingly. But, yeah, teams like Barcelona and Real Madrid and Juventus are dynasties. Alabama is a dynasty. Golden State Warriors is a dynasty. I think if they win this year, which more than likely they will, they will solidify themselves as a dynasty. UConn girls basketball dynasty. Like, the word dynasty scares people. 
especially if your team is not the dynasty. But we need they're exciting to watch. We need them in sports. I wouldn't I wouldn't I would still love the NBA if Golden State wasn't there or if Kevin Durant never went to Golden State or Clay Thompson played for Minnesota or if Steph Curry played for Toronto. But we want to see Golden State. We want to see the Lakers. The Lakers as an organization, except for the last like five or six years, but they 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 have they are they as an organization is a dynasty has been a dynasty. I believe I watched I saw a I saw the list of top twenty players of all time, and I believe about six or seven of them are go are are late were Lakers. Or our current Lakers. And I'm only talking about LeBron, so don't. <laughs> when I say current Lakers. But the league wouldn't be as the league would not be as popular if there wasn't a Lakers or or a Boston who has the most championships in professional sport well basketball. Or the Yankees or the Boston Red Sox. So, don't run away from, we can't run away from, uh, from, we shouldn't run away from dynasties because we need them. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. When people, when people say dynasties are hurting a sport, they're, they're lying. They haven't, because they know, people know we're going to watch Alabama. People know we're gonna watch Golden State. People know we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch go uh, the Yankees. So, yeah, man, miss me with that. Dynasties are bad for the league stuff because it's not true at all. Um, again, you guys are listening to the Unpopular Podcast, where I give my unpopular opinion about sports. And I think it's time for mail time. Now, this segment is when I give, I ask the viewers or the listeners to send me questions. Uh, I'm not going to answer all of them because I got about five or six of them. I'm going to answer about two or three. Again, you can send me questions uh, weekly. If you know my Instagram, that is, yet uh, Instagram is, I'm saying though, I-M-S-A-Y-I-N-T-H-O-U. My Twitter is yes, I'm from DC, and you can DM me questions. You can DM me, just DM me questions, DM me comments. If you have my email, the dot hunter at gmail you can email me questions. I would love for people to email me questions and just to connect. So and and luckily, maybe you'll be able to hear your question on the podcast, like like this one. Jalen, do you think do you think the Cowboys can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Uh yeah, but not just Dak Prescott. Uh that was from Adam. Not 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 just Dak Prescott, because Dak Prescott to me is not that good of a quarterback, but he he doesn't mess up. A lot. He's just a system quarterback. Not system. 
He's a, he's a play it safe quarterback. Uh, I think they can win if they, of course, have if Zeke does what Zeke does, and if they get their defense a lot better, which the defense has been a lot, especially this year. Their defense has usually been the weakness. Their defense is not the weakness this year. So I think um, I think they can win, but I don't. If if Dak is your best player, then no, not at all, not at all, not if Dak's your best player. But I think they can win. I think they can win. Um, this one is from this one is from Thomas. Thomas said, "What team do you think Le'Veon Bell will be going to if not the Steelers next year?" I got the Jets. Right now, I to me, it's either the Jets. The Bears would be a good look, or the Packers. The Packers with him and Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham. That'd be a, that'd be a that'd be a scary offense, man. That'd be a scary, scary offense. Um, how much time? We got, we got. I got time for about one or two more. Uh, hey Jay, this is not a sports question, but how do you feel about the Carter Five? Stephanie. Um, I usually don't like answering non-sports questions, but a lot of people have asked me about this, so I'm going to answer it. Uh, Carter 5 was okay. Uh, I liked a solid six or seven songs, maybe eight songs. But I feel eight songs out of 23, that's not... a quote-unquote um, Hall of Fame album to me. It was it was good. I'll get out of out of to give it a grade. I'll give it a C plus B minus. And I guess one more um, sleeper MVP this year and sleeper was that NFL oh, sleeper MVP this year NBA um. So when I say sleeper, I guess she's she's not or because this this was um, Maya. I guess you're not asking me out of the famous names. Um, sleeper MVP Joel Embiid because I, I can't go with the Lebrons or Seth Curry's or stuff like that. So I'll go with Joel Embiid. Uh, I guess I'm extending this question. Sleeper defensive play of the year, Clay Thompson. Sleeper rookie of the year. Is that really a sleeper? Fuck, I, I don't. Luka Doncic. And uh, sleeper team to win championship. Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, there you have it. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Um, again, this is weekly. We talked. We talked a lot about Earl Thomas. We talked a lot about. We talked a lot about a lot. <laughs> uh, this is again where I give my unspo- unpopular opinion about sports. Don't forget 
to send questions, any questions you have, don't forget to send them. DM me. You can email me. If you have my personal number, you can text me questions. Don't be afraid to text. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, again, I this is weekly. This is the Unpopular Podcast. This is your boy Jalen. And uh, till next time, much love. Can I see TSA? They found me now, I had to relocate. Finna take off on spaceship. Rock these hoes like Matrix. And fucking her unless she nameless. Cause the last two was too famous. We got that trophy like a champion. Fell asleep right on the jet. We gone. Big ring just like a champion. No TSA, hop on a jet, we gone. Smash out. I call my hoe and then I smash out. I bought my bros, let's get this cash out. I in my mind, drop the bag off. Bag off, yeah. I'm going to operate, I don't make no bag off. Just bought a new crib, but one was mad small. I drew my cup, I make it mad tall. Mad tall. One of these hoes is basic. Stuck in my teeth like braces. 